night and we are live. I hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to hop into Tucker in just a second. But I just had a comment on a few things. This is what gets me into trouble and sets me way behind. I had a comment on a few things from the pregame there. I just, I can't get past the pathological lies of, of Joe Biden. You're like, Tom, we all know he's a liar. Listen, I understand that there's people that are liars. I get that. And then, you know, people will lie and say they're, you know, they're, they were too busy when they weren't, or, you know, they were late because, you know, they had to pick up their kids and there's a lies or whatever. But then you get into, and they're all hell bound lies. I mean, all, all liars, Revelation 21, eight are going to hell. I'm just telling you. Biden brings it to a whole nother level. And you may not have seen the pregame, but if you did, it was an RNC research video where Biden says, my grand, quote, my grandpa died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. Only problem is his grandpa died. Oh, yeah, play it, Aaron. Think about it this way. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. As you can see on the screen, the only problem with the assertion is that my grandpa died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born is that it was a different hospital that his grandfather died in than he was born in. Different state, the hospital that his grandpa died in was in a different state than the hospital that Joe Biden was born in and a completely different year than Joe Biden was born. I mean, to, to say this and what's, what, what's absolutely flabbergasting about, about these sort of things is that does he not think that anybody, that there's records, that anybody can just go back and do a basic search and find out, especially if you're a public figure, of when his grandfather died? It's not, a, it's not super, I know Biden's old, but listen, it goes back, it, the records obviously go way back, and it's not very hard to find out where, where, where somebody died and where somebody was born and compare the two. I mean, it's just amazing, and nobody, I mean, listen, can you imagine if Donald Trump said that? You imagine if Ted Cruz said that, if Ron DeSantis said that, there, there would be an, an all-out worldwide assault on the pathological nature of their lies. These are just, these are path, these are insane lies. If, if Joe Biden wants to say stuff about, you know, some sort of political accomplishment and he exaggerates it by 20%, whatever it may be, crime is down 30% and it's really down 14%. That's one thing, and I'm not justifying it. Like I said, I go by the Bible, Revelation 21.8, all liars will go to hell. I get it, believe me. But I'm just saying that these are, these, these are lies to a whole nother level. These are pathological it's just like when he was caught with his college stuff and you know what I had three I graduated with three degrees and a full ride scholarship and the top of my class not one of those things was true and easily traceable these are not and then he said what, what really ticks me off about Biden is when he was caught in all those lies he said his memory failed him no your memory fails you when you you know what you thought you were supposed to be somewhere at four and you didn't you didn't have to be there till five you thought it was a Tuesday when it was actually a Wednesday. That's your memory failing you. These are pathological, bold-faced lies. Unbelievable. And the last thing I'll tell you from the pregame is a Washington Free Beacon video where Biden is talking about legislation or, or it may be simple unilateral acts from the Oval Office where he's going to be taking action to protect LGBT students from sexual assault. I'm going to just ask around the studio here. Only got two people in here right now. When was the last time you saw that a, that a transgender person was being sexually assaulted in comparison to a transgender person doing the sexual assaulting? The, 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 the one that you see 
The, really, the only one you see, no, really, the exclusive one that you see is the transgender person committing the sexual assault. Who, what man is out there raping a transgender woman, which is a man? Oh yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a big market for men that are trying to rape men with penises. Oh yeah, there, I mean, there's just so many men that are attracted to women with bulges in their pants. That really happens. I mean, it's just lies. And the reason why the lies drive me crazy is because it's all lies. We are governed by lies. Even Republicans, we are governed by lies. Everybody has to capitulate it a little bit to make something palatable. You've got to be, if you're, even if you know that transgenderism is a lie, you've got to say, well, you know what? I sympathize with these people. I don't sympathize with them at all. Everybody, everybody has to give an inch. The moment you give an inch, you take them out. It's just like when I was talking about the, you know, Megan Kelly put out this video. This is receiving all sorts of acclaim on social media where she's basically now come around and said, you know, and everyone needs to not forget who she really is, by the way, unless she has turned, unless she has repented. She's the one who was attacking Donald Trump in the first, in the first debate, his first presidential debate, not primary debate. So, I mean, you know, she's out there, you know, I, I sympathize with, with transgender people and... First mistake you make. There's no, you don't need to sympathize with anybody. If a man wants to put on a, a dress and walk around and call himself Bertha, he can do it if he wants to. It's America. Go ahead. But you're not going to rope the rest of us into your dysphoria. You're not going to. You're not going to make the rest of us agree to what you're doing and, and agree that you're a woman because then you would be roping us into your disingenuous lying. And that's what it is. I can't. There, you, there, you don't need to be. You don't need to be anything but civil with these people. I'm all for civility. I'm not going to be mean, nasty, or rude. Believe it or not, even with my demeanor on this podcast, I am not mean, nasty, or rude to anyone. If I'm a transgender, if I'm going to the racetrack tonight to get my third Slurpee of the day, which is accurate, if I do that and a transgender dude walks in there, I'm not going to go and say, hey, listen, you're, you're a dude. Why are you wearing that dress? No, but if he comes up and says to me, Excuse me, sir. I'm not going to go, yes, ma'am. No. I'm going to look him back and go, yes, sir. He will not rope me in to his dysphoria. It's just like everybody's mask dysphoria, vaccine dysphoria. You have to, even if you're a right winger, you have to pretend that, max, that vaccines do some good. Or I understand why some people take it. There's no reason to take it. None. But I don't want to digress into vaccines yet. Let's get into, well, I will get there, by the way. Let's get to Tucker. Now, a lot of you might be tuckered out already, pun intended. You might, you might be tuckered out on this whole thing already because it's been all over social media for the last 36 to 48 hours now. I understand that, but we have to at least run down the timeline here so that we can, we can come to a coherent viewpoint about what happened. Now, nobody's going to know exactly what happened because Tucker hasn't talked about it yet. And you know, it, he's a person. He's just a person. I love him. I, I don't really, I never miss Tucker Carlson. I watch all five episodes every week. I watch Tucker. I, I listen to Dan Bongino. I listen to Steve Bannon. That's really what I listen to. Whereas a myriad of other uh, conservative podcasters, conservative pundits on social media, as well as I also pay attention to liberal pundits on social media just to see what the enemy's talking about. So here's a Liam McCollum video. In January, Tucker Carlson reacted to a video of Zelensky thanking BlackRock. Play it for me.
All right, for some reason we have no audio. I'll read this to you and maybe we'll get to the audio here in a second. In January, Tucker Carlson reacted to the video of Zelensky thanking BlackRock, J.P. Morgan, and Goldman Sachs for rebuilding Ukraine. Tucker Carlson has consistently covered the corruption in Ukraine. He has also said that BlackRock is pushing ESG, which of course, BlackRock is pushing ESG, environmental social governance, which is an absolute fact, even though Vanguard under BlackRock has resisted ESG. And we always have to ask, is this just a publicity synergistic tension that goes on so people actually believe that people are warring for you or that it's going, things are coming back your way? Only, only in reality, things are actually slowly going the opposite way from you. That's often, that's, that's the purpose of the Republican Party. For the most part, there are, of course, exceptions to that in Washington, D.C., well, in February of this year, shortly after the segment uh, below, segment aired, BlackRock disclosed a 45.7 mm shares of Fox Core, which is Fox Fox A, 15.1 per, uh, percent of the company. Tucker was fired today. So, do we have it? Is it working yet? No. All right, we're still working on audio. When we do, we'll go we'll go to the video. Even though I've already pretty much told you everything that's going to be on the video, but we have to look at this in, in order here. And I, and I have a bunch of videos, but, and I, but I can possibly go through them without the videos. I don't know. But we have to look back in February of this year, BlackRock bought 15.1% of Fox Core, of Fox News. I mean, that's, when you own 15% of Fox Core, you can stipulate who goes on the air. And of course we have, you know, Rupert Murdoch's kids that are running, that, that are running Fox, which do not, and they, of course, do not like Tucker. We get, we got that. And, of course, you never, ever can neglect that Paul Ryan is on the board of Fox. And Paul Ryan was the chief. And, see, there's there's so many levels to this. And, and, and what's real and what's not. Basically, now that we have seen that the world or what, in, in various institutions, that there is a, the easiest way to put it into a vernacular that we can all sort of comprehend, including me, is that we can see that there are worldwide cabals that are being, pull, that are being pulled on us. So how real is the $787 million that's been given to Dominion that, that Fox just settled? I mean, how, how, how real is that? Well, who knows how re- real it really is? Because now we know, I mean, how, how, many, how much interest does BlackRock have in Dominion we need to look at? I'm not saying they have any, but we need to look at all those things because how much of this was to try to get Tucker fired? I mean, because obviously they don't want him on the air. That's for sure. Why, and here's the thing. Why wouldn't you want Tucker Carlson on the air? Because he's it. I mean, you're like, Tom, you're, you're a conservative pundit. I mean, I've, I've got, I believe, somewhere in the neighborhood of three to 400 people watching us live right now on our various platforms. You can't see it necessarily. If you're on Facebook, you're like, oh, there's 112. We're on, we're on Facebook, Rumble, Blackrobe, YouTube, Twitter. So there's lots of different platforms. Right now, we have Aaron as an update. It's probably between 360 and 450 people are watching right now live. So you're like, aren't you? 426 people are on right now. So, you know, Aren't you, know, aren't you, you know, aren't you a conservative pundit? Yeah, but Tucker's the only one that's on mainstream news. He's it. The next up that was, that's even close to Tucker would be Laura Ingram. And she's actually close. Hannity's gone. We all know that. The five, they're gone. To Jesse Waters isn't horrible. Of course, I want everyone to know that I'm, I am 
completely boycotting Fox. I'm not watching nothing. And I like Jesse Waters, not watching him. Laura Ingham, not watching her. They're going to play these games because Tucker was it. He was the last real red-pilled conservative. And, you know, like Mark Levin. No, Mark Levin. Mark Levin is a neocon, half-baked rhino some of the time. He's a, he a Hannity sycophant. And I like Mark Levin. And, and, and I hope that he's come around. I really do, but who knows? So, but th- they had to get Tucker off because he actually legitimizes our views. By being on Fox 8 o'clock with between 3 and 6 million people watching them, which is 10 times any show on CNN. It's 10 times their best show on CNN. So they had, he had to go. And we'll look at the underpinnings of it. Watch this video first. Play for me. So, of course, the war in Ukraine has totally destroyed Ukraine, killed over 100,000 Ukrainians, but it's still going. Why is that? Because the Biden administration has kept it going. They could have forced a peace. They haven't. They don't want to. Why is that? Why kill all these Ukrainians? Why destroy an entire country? Well, because people are getting rich. BlackRock plans to get rich. So BlackRock is now saying out loud that the war in Ukraine, the death of all these Ukrainians, is actually a great opportunity to transform Ukraine into a beacon of capitalism. (laughs) Right. Goldman Sachs is excited, too. Their CEO says that rebuilding Ukraine represents, quote, good economic incentives for real return and real investment. Imagine. Whose money is that? Oh, it's going to be yours to rebuild Ukraine. These guys are going to get rich from it. You see how this works? So yesterday, because these people have no self-awareness whatsoever, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, went on camera to say he's thrilled about all these economic opportunities. Watch this. It is obvious that American business can become the locomotive that will once again push forward global economic growth. We have already managed to attract attention and have cooperation with such giants of the international financial and investment world as BlackRock, JP Morgan, and Golden Sachs, such American brands as Starling or Westinghouse have already become part of our Ukrainian way. Your brilliant defense systems such as HIMARS or Bradley's are already uniting our history of freedom with your enterprises. We are waiting for patriots. We are looking closely at Abrams. Thousands of such examples are possible. And everyone can become a big business by working with Ukraine. Oh, you can make a lot of money in Ukraine. It's the Ukrainian way, which is, of course, corruption, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. But if you're looking for a money laundering opportunity, well, it's the perfect place for you. Send us more tanks, by the way. And as by design, it was confirmed today that this country is, in fact, sending more M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. All right. So there's a couple angles that we have to look at when it comes to the really the firing of Tucker Carlson. Yes, they say they mutually parted ways. Of course, Tucker hasn't hasn't come out and said anything yet. He hasn't put out any statements yet. But he said Fox News has come out and said they parted ways. Well, there's two big angles that we got to look at here. Number one is that video is is Ukraine. Now, who is Volodymyr Zelensky doing business with? The very people that just bought 15% of Fox News. BlackRock. You know, like BlackRock, this, BlackRock's worth like $15 trillion. They're worth almost as much as the entire United States GDP. 
I mean, the, well, gross domestic product. They're more than that. I mean, what were our entire, our entire, the the entire uh, balance, a balance sheet of the United States? We bring in about five trillion dollars a year in taxes. Spend eight trillion. Of course, that's why we're thirty-two, almost thirty-two trillion dollars in debt. So you have the Ukraine angle, where you have people who now own the company that are pro-Ukraine war because BlackRock wants Ukraine to burn to the ground so that they can rebuild Ukraine and receive benefit. They went in, bought major stock, 15% of Fox Corp, is now owned by BlackRock. And then Tucker Carlson's gone two months later because Tucker Carlson is an outspoken critic of the Ukraine war. That's, a, that's just a strange coincidence, is it not? What's so evil about BlackRock? Well, BlackRock is also majorly behind Lot, lot, a ton of the things that you were saying as far as the COVID and vaccine response where people are bankrupt. What, what, give, I'll give you an example. Where you had during the pandemic, you had Joe Biden come out and say, give, put out a moratorium on evictions. Well, if you put out a moratorium, well, that sounds so great. It's just like all the Christians, when they capitulate, it sounds so virtuous to capitulate and to cooperate. Yes, yes we as the such and such church of Jesus we're going to capitulate and be a good neighbor and do everything the baby butchers tell us to do. Look what, look what great neighbors we are. So it sounds good, right? Doesn't sound good to me. Probably doesn't sound good to you, but it sounds good to a lot of other people because most people are lost because narrow is the way if you find it. So they, you know, it sounds great. We're going to have a moratorium on evictions. All remember for a 0.1% death rate virus. All, all of this for a 0.1% percent of one-tenth of one percent death rate all of this for that so it sounds great the biden administration comes out and say we're gonna have a we're gonna have a moratorium on eviction so you know that's basically nobody paid rent for two years it's an absolute fact so what happens unless you're a multi-billionaire landowner i.e blackrock what happens to you if you're somebody like me or you let's just say we own an apartment complex that we bought 10 years ago for 500 grand that's now worth two, three million. So you, but you can't kick anybody out now because of the, nobody can go to work because there's a 0.1% death rate virus out there. Just like there is every day of your life. Just like climate change. The climate is endlessly changing, but yet for some reason, suddenly any sort of climate change is evidence of an apocalypse that's soon approaching. This is what they did with this. It's all that everything, everything's a lie. Everything's a lie that you see coming from Washington, D.C., even from most Republicans. And if they're not bold-faced lying, they're capitulating to the bold-faced lies from the left so that they can maintain some sort of semblance of, pos- uh, of, of popularity from people that will never vote for them anyway. So, so they have a moratorium on, on evictions. Well, great, right? So so compassionate to do, so virtuous. Problem is, all the land, all the landlords, which are mainly middle class people, go out of business, and then you have BlackRock come in and buy it all up, and therefore you'll own nothing and be happy, and then and then they will then rent these things out or sit on them because they're worth trillions and trillions of dollars. So it doesn't matter whether they're whether they're getting rents or not because it's actually an investment in futures, like oil futures. Eventually, because they don't have any overhead because they bought it all cash. So they don't necessarily need to collect revenue on it. They don't need to collect rent right now. So they sit on it. 
bulldoze it, whatever, or open it back up and receive rents on it after the COVID threat is over. And it's funny, after a few years of them gobbling up streets, blocks, complexes, buildings, everything, suddenly everything reopens for them. Strange, isn't it? Very strange. All right, DC Drano video. Three days ago, Tucker's opening monologue. Here's the other threat. So we're talking about Black... Oh, yeah, one more thing on BlackRock. Isn't it really strange that in the middle of of a war... A kinetic war between Russia and Ukraine. I, w- I would love to go back in history and find all the videos of like FDR and Winston Churchill or even the Axis powers like Mussolini or Hitler or even back to our ally at the time, Stalin. Were they putting out videos during these major wars of, you know what? We have some, we have a big announcement of new business ventures that are going on in our country. When does this ever happen? You know why? Because this war is orchestrated. You saw the video, if you watched the pregame, of Robert W. Malone talking, who is actually in charge of this entire, just using COVID, because COVID is, is the microcosm of it all. It's not all there is to it, but, it, but it's a perfect summation of it all. Who's in charge of this whole COVID pandemic? Nobody knows, really. We can say Klaus Schwab, we don't know. We say the DNC, we don't know. We, nobody really knows, which is fifth generation warfare. When you're actually fighting against somebody you don't know who you're fighting against. That's the perfect way to win a war is when your opponent has no idea they're fighting against you. So you can constantly misdirect them and deflect them to fight against other people they're not really fighting against, i.e. race wars. Boy, I'm getting deep. But there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't know, but COVID was the perfect microcosm of this. Isn't it a very strange thing that he's, that he's doing videos, he's doing social media videos and interviews about the economic opportunities inside of Ukraine in the middle of a kinetic hot war where he's got right now so far 70,000 of his troops have been killed in comparison to 16,000 Russians. He's doing, he's doing an economic opportunities video. I want, you know, I'd like to welcome Vanguard and BlackRock. In the middle of a war? In the middle of a hot zone? Remember the, remember the air raid alarms going off when Biden was there? Funny how they never went off on any other visit. You ever notice that? Bono's there. The Edge is there. Pelosi's there. McConnell's there. Christopher Ray's there for some unknown reason. No, no air raid alarms there, but then Biden comes in with his, with his, with his aviator glasses on, and suddenly there's air raid, alarm, air raid sirens going off. It's just a very strange situation. So that's dealing with Ukraine, which Tucker was outwardly, uh, it was outwardly outspoken against the, the handling of this situation. And the very people that have economic opportunity off of the Ukraine war, BlackRock buys Fox two months before his firing. Strange. Well, here's the other angle, and that's Big Pharma. Play for me. Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. You'll be in the shower and you'll think they're bad, but how bad are they? Well, here's one measure of their badness. You can try this at home. Ask yourself, is any news organization you know of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertisers? Anyone who do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt and should not be trusted. What would that look like? That level of corruption. Well, imagine that the Trump administration had made it mandatory for American citizens to buy my pillow. That's one of Fox News's biggest advertisers. 
Imagine the administration declared that if you didn't rush out and buy at least one my pillow and then at least another booster pillow, you would not be allowed to eat out. You couldn't re-enter your own country. You couldn't have a paying job. My pillow, they told you with a straight face, was the very linchpin of our country's public health system. Now imagine as they told you that, that Fox, as a news organization, endorsed it, amplified the government's message. Imagine if Fox News attacked anyone who refused to buy my pillow as an ally of Russia, as an enemy of science. And then imagine that Fox kept up those libelous attacks even as evidence mounted that my pillow caused heart attacks, fertility problems, and death. If Fox News did that, what would you think of Fox News? Would you trust us? Of course you wouldn't. You would know that we were liars. Thank heaven Fox News never did anything like that, but the other channels did. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies, and then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened across the American news media. They all did it. So at this point, the question isn't who in public life is corrupt, too many to count. The question is, who is telling the truth? There are not many of those. One of them is Robert F. So we just need to get to the bottom of these things. We need to find out exactly how much money from Big Pharma that Fox takes, if any. Now, Fox did not pimp and whore vaccines at all to any degree in, in, in anywhere close to the volume, except for you know, hosts coming out and saying that they were vaccinated. There were there was some pimping and whoring of vaccinations on Fox. However, not to the degree, and, and really, in all honesty, how many shows on Fox were brought to you by Pfizer? Believe me, I am no Fox fan. I wasn't a Fox fan before Tucker's firing, and I'm definitely not watching any more Fox now. But you, know, you always have to be fair with these things. I didn't see the mass sponsorship of Fox from pharmaceutical companies that I did with CNN, MSNBC, and of course the mainstream and other mainstream news outlets. We're almost exclusively, and that's the thing. And then this goes again on many different levels where you have people who are financially benefiting from the vaccines they're mandating or financially benefiting from the vaccines they're pimping and whoring. If you have Fox, if you have Pfizer, you have Pfizer sponsoring your show and you know, think about what kind of unprincipled charlatan soulless hack you have to be when you know that this product is causing, it doesn't matter. You know, one of the, one of the stats coming out of Canada right now is that, and this is Canada, so you can't trust it, is that the, the, mRNA vaccinations, whether it's whether it's Pfizer or Moderna, I believe they're almost all Pfizer in Canada, but that one in 5,000 people will get, will get uh, myocarditis. And by the way, myocarditis is 50% fatal within the next five years after diagnosis. And you just have somebody casually go out and say, well, it's a safe and effective product. Only one in 5,000 people will die from it, basically. Or basically, the real number is 2,500 people out of 100,000 uh, uh, will will die of that. 2500 people out of out of uh you know out of 100,000 people will die of this. I mean that, that's that's pretty bad. And when you're when you're vaccinating hundreds of millions of people that adds up to quite a few. And I think about the think about the unprincipled charlatan you'd have to be knowing that people are going to die from a vaccine that you're pimping and whoring because the company that makes the vaccine is your sponsor. Well, I mean, that, that's Hitler-esque stuff. Well, you will do anything for money. For the love of money is the root of all evil, 1 Timothy 
When you do anything for money, and you see a lot of people, well, that's rich people. It's not just rich people. People in the middle class will do anything to preserve their middle class life. They'll take a vax. They'll take a vax so they keep their job. They'll take a vax so they can, they can buy, sell, trade, or travel. When you should stand and say absolutely not because you're being manipulated. But you'll do anything to keep your maintenance, your, your $70,000 a year uh, income in your house. Why would you do that? There are other jobs. I digress. I actually preached about this on Sunday. I mean, it's amazing how little it takes to manipulate people. And if you're a CNN host, you are at the place where you know people are dying because of this vaccination. Just on the VAERS report alone, we got 32,000 people dead, which by the way is only, and it all stopped, all those deaths have stopped. That's according to VAERS, which is run by Rochelle Walensky, CDC, which refuses to lead, which, which refuses to release the hospitalization and death rates amongst the vaccinated, refuses to release it. Just like Canada has stopped releasing it, UK has stopped releasing it, and Australia has stopped releasing it. But the virus comes from the CDC, and suddenly all the vax deaths are done. Which, by the way, even if it's 32,000, you could times that by 11, because that's only one out of the 11 tributaries that feeds the virus river. That's a fact, by the way, Thomas Rents' federal lawsuit. Just think about what kind of soulless wonder you have to be to know people are dying. And not just dying, being, being injured and being seriously injured by a vaccine that you are pimping and whoring for money. That means you have to be a soulless wonder. I would never do a thing for money that would cost somebody their life or cost somebody their health. Absolutely not. DC Drano tweet, whoa, BlackRock increased its stock ownership of Fox Corporations over 15% in February. How do you see, now, you, now do you see why uh, Fox parted ways with Tucker only two months later. Always follow the money. I just wanted you to see it in writing so that you knew. It's a verified source. Let's go to the next one. And woke and wokeness video. Now here's the other side of it. So you, we talked about Big Pharma. Unconfirmed. Don't know much about Big Pharma's influence in the situation, if at all. BlackRock, highly suspicious. BlackRock, which is a globalist, World Economic Forum Corporation. My producer, Aaron, checked the numbers. I was wrong. They're worth eight trillion dollars which i was right on the gdp part which is basically twice our gdp that's how much they're worth we it's not our gdp it's our tax income that we bring in every every year so we bring in four to five trillion dollars a year in taxes they're worth twice that that's how much they're worth so we covered big pharma big question mark ukraine and blackrock that whole amalgam not as big a question mark. And then suspiciously, right before the firing, here comes the deep state. Here comes the status. Here comes the Washington cesspool. Here's AOC. Play it for me. Federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence. Very clearly incitement of violence. And... That is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again not because their views deserve such opprobrium, 
but because our democracy depends on So you have the most followed congresswoman on the planet, which is a sad, sad state of affairs in the United States, that AOC, who's really a galactically stupid human being, has that many followers. But she says that Tucker Carlson was clearly inciting violence. Let's, where does he ever incite violence? See, anything, it, it, it's just like, it, it's like how they cover up everything. Uh, revealing the malfeasance of corrupt politicians is not a threat to national security. Therefore, you don't need to redact Anthony Fauci's emails, who's a health official for the NIH, but they all are redacted. That, and, and now you have, you, know, you have AOC saying, the, the, my point behind that is, everything that's against their narrative, against their agenda, is inciting violence. How? Where is the violence? I mean, the AOC will say that there's a trans genocide going on right now. Where? There's no evidence at all. We have no media to call out on it anymore, which was why Tucker was, like I said earlier, that's why Tucker was so important. He was all we had in the mainstream media at eight o'clock primetime, number one show, not in the United States, number one show on the planet is now gone because AOC says that it incites violence. Is it, now you have BlackRock who bought 15% of the company. Let's see, since, you, since BlackRock is all in favor of communist regimes, which they've said, who do, you think, who do you think that AOC would more parallel herself with? Or who do you think BlackRock would be? Who do you think BlackRock would support? An AOC-style politician or a MAGA politician? It's obvious. And then you have Chuck Schumer, the minority leader, now majority leader of the Senate, saying that, the, that Tucker was espousing one six lies. What were the lies? He just showed video. It's like libs of TikTok is always getting into trouble. She's always getting into trouble with the left for showing videos of the left. That's all, that's all, all Tucker Carlson did was basically because he was shut down, was showed videos of Jake, Jacob Chansley over and over again. The QAnon Charmin, who's now been released from prison because of, oh, what a horrible thing. Is that the, some of the, the violence that AOC says that Tucker was espousing? Having an innocent, innocent man released from prison? Who was basically put in prison for sedition and for, uh, it isn't for sedition. I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic with that, but that's really what everybody always says. Sedition, insurrection. When he didn't commit one single violent act. All that he ever did was unlawfully parade in the Capitol, which is a notice to appear, $500 fine, go home for the rest of your life and enjoy your life. Where are the lies that he was espousing? Give me a list. I can give you a list of Biden lies. No problem whatsoever. I can give you a list of Biden lies, one right after another. I can give you a list of, of, of mainstream media propagandist gaslit lies without even without any problem at all. I would love to see these people give me a list of lies in the in a list of phrases where Tucker Carlson incited violence. But this is all a cumulative effort to get rid of the one voice we had in the mainstream media in prime time. What, what, I want everyone to think about it. Where else is it? Now, yes, we have Glenn Beck. Yes, we have Steve Bannon. We've got Dan Bongino. They're, but they're not mainstream. They're not, it's not the same as 8 o'clock on the number. Listen, whether you like Fox or not, which, by the way, for the record, in case I haven't been clear already, I hate Fox. I hate them. Okay? In case anybody thought I was had any ambiguity in, in my... Uh, yeah, play it, Aaron. Just wondering how I felt about Fox. 
is how I feel about Fox right here. I already felt like I already felt they were a dumpster before, but now they're a dumpster on fire. So, but they, but in all honesty, they are the number one watch cable news uh, station, and it's not even it's not even close. You're talking about major league versus not 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 triple A, double A, single A. I'm the rookie ball. And compare when you compare CNN's rookie ball to the to the to the major leagues of Fox, and of course Fox goes ahead, spreads their legs and kicks themselves in their own nuts. So freaking stupid. But again, but is it stupid or is it planned? Which, by the way, if we let's look at the history of it, shall we? I know I'm, I'm it's not dumb, that dumb. It's nine seventeen. But here's the thing: who have they fired so far? Let's see, Bill O'Reilly, who is number one by far, really only surpassed by Tucker. Other than that, he was the biggest thing they've ever had. He was fired for some sort of miscellaneous sexual harassment. Strange how that happened, isn't it? That, that's strange. Who went? Who was number one before? Glenn Beck was number one before, and he was fired. So is this really that you know so, something where? You know, they just got mad at him and it was a spontaneous thing. Or is this just what they do? As soon as you buck the system, which, and again, I don't, I don't want, I don't like going to things I can't really show you on paper, but I can only espouse verbally. The Murdochs, first of all, the Murdochs who own Fox News, they're not Americans. Hope everybody knows that. They're not Americans. They're a foreign entity. So is it really just about maintenancing it's the status quo is too general. I need to, I need to give you the verbiage. It's maintenancing the synergistic tension, which is the political system inside the United States. All it is, is giving this, this, the synergistic tension is, is, is basically an illusion that's given to you to believe in where you got right wing Republicans fighting on your behalf against the leftist socialist uh, DNC, the, the Democratic Party. But really, it's a uniparty. And anybody that messes with that at all, who comes in and exposes that it's a uniparty, they got to go. Because all of these companies make money off the tension. Does that make sense, Aaron? They make money off of it. Look at, you've got Mitch McConnell fighting for you. He put forward some conservative justices. He's fighting for you. They make money off of that. They don't want the right to win because if the right wins, then the tension's gone. Plus, they're all globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist. You'll own nothing and be happy while they own everything and rent it to you. So that anything that messes with that, because again, the synergistic tension is to get you to believe that you're winning when you're actually slowly losing. You're just losing at a rate that's palatable for you so that you will not rise up and vote in the right people. That's the point of it. So they've got to maintenance it. That's why you see some right-wing wins that never amount to anything. But when you have someone like Trump come in or Tucker comes in and actually institutes right-wing wins, Roe v. Wade, she gone. When you actually have that happen, that person has to go. So you have a fraudulent election and then you have fraudulent uh, insinuations and accusations against Tucker Carlson and gets them out. Here's the top 10 owners of Fox Corps, just so everybody knows. Uh, Vanguard Group, which is BlackRock also. 
Dodging Cox, 4.96. Yachtman Asset Management LP. And BlackRock. BlackRock now is 15%. And Tucker Carlson's gone. All right, let's go to the next thing. Now, I want to set this up. We're going to talk about Ray Epps. Again, you might be Ray Epped out. I don't know. But I've got I've to just, I've got to talk to you about it because it's next to Tucker because that's another angle of the Tucker situation was Tucker's very outspoken about identifying who Ray Epps is. And now we're allegedly supposed to believe because the Goebbels propaganda uh, mainstream media 60 Minutes has done an expose on Ray Epps. They did a whole big expose on Ray Epps without asking him a single coherent question. You know, here, here's one I, I'd ask about 60 Minutes. Hey, Ray Epps. Show us your financial disclosures over the last five years, please. I want to prove that you never received one check from a federal agency. I want that confirmed. Hey, Ray Epps, can you explain to us why there was four phone calls between you and Nancy Pelosi's office prior to 1-6? Just a question for you. Ray Epps, have you ever received any money from a federal agency outside of the Marine Corps in your life? Ever. Were you in contact with any federal agency ever in 2021 or 2020? Ever? I don't know. They did they ask any of those questions? No. So I want to set this up. I may show you this a few times here. We might skip it. I don't know. I'll have to ready Heather because I might skip them because I don't know if I need to show it this many times. But I wanted to set this up. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene put this video out in response, of course, the 60 Minutes did last Sunday, which two days ago, did a big ex- expose on Ray Epps where they basically just softball questioned him, put him out as the victim, asked him absolutely no hard-hitting questions whatsoever, just lobbed one softball after another. Here's what Ray Epps did on 1-5 and 1-6. Play for me, Heather. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Face fed posting? (laughs) We need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. All right, no, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested when we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get shot. arrest us all? wondering what the FBI has to say about all this, for the past two years it has said nothing. After repeated queries by 60 Minutes, late this past week, the Bureau issued this statement, quote, Ray Epps has never been an FBI source or an FBI employee. So in April 2023, the FBI finally answers the question, is Ray Epps an FBI asset? Now they refused, now that is two years and almost three months after the event, 
And during that entire time, it has nothing to do with an investigation. That's, that's the camouflage. That's the excuse. That's the deflection. There's nothing to do. That's how they always answer. I can't answer that question because we're right in the midst of an ongoing investigation. That's their way out of everything. It has absolutely nothing to do with, is Ray Epps an, F- an FBI asset? Never won't answer. But finally, now, after they get the Goebbels media coverage, from Project Mockingbird, which is still firmly in effect. Now they answer, Ray Epps has never been an FBI asset. Remember, Ted Cruz asking the FBI, both Christopher Ray and his representative, they refuse to answer at all who this man is, refuse to answer any questions about, did you have any FBI assets in MAGA clothes inside the, inside the Capitol prior to the Capitol breach, let alone did you have any assets in the crowd outside the Capitol prior to the, uh, the breach of the Capitol? And did any of your agents participate or instigate any felonious or violent activities? All of which they refused to answer for the last two years and three months, and they've still refused to answer all those questions except for Ray Epps, which they said has never been an FBI asset which it doesn't even matter whether he's an FBI asset or not. I mean, listen, let's ask this question. I showed you those videos together so you can compare the two. What, at, what you know, 60 Minutes says in comparison to what Ray Epps said. So let's ask this question. Is everybody, and in, the, in all those videos that we saw of Ray Epps, okay, and I, this, I'm saying this is, this is an exaggeration, but I'm saying it to make a point. Everybody around him is now in prison, but not him. How is that possible? He is the only one on video saying, go into the Capitol. There is, and you'll see this in a second, there's a text message from him to his nephew saying, I instigated it. I or-, The quote is, I orchestrated it. And he's not going, I mean, you don't have Adam Kinzinger crying about it? Adam Kinzinger cries over everything else, except for the only person who actually did the most inciting. He's the one who said, we're going into the Capitol more than one time on the day of saying we're going to go to the Capitol where that's all, where all of our problems are. He's the, the, the last part of the video where you, where you see the bike rack get pushed into the DC Metro cops. That was the initial breach. How's he not in prison with the rest of the one sixers? Most of the people sitting in the DC Metro gulag are in there for far less than what Ray Epps did on the video. Far less. The initial breach was Ray Epps whispering in the ear of the man who actually conducted the initial breach. And Ray Epps is fine. And Ray Epps breached. That's Ray Epps on trespassing, sprinting towards the Capitol. Why has he not been charged with trespassing? Everybody else was. Basically, anybody else that was on that video that wasn't a Fed has been arrested and sitting in the D.C. Metro jail for misdemeanor crimes for the last two years and three months. Which, by the way, I was, I was a cop myself for 25 years, 1992 to 2017, street-level law enforcement. Who sits in jail for misdemeanor trespassing for two, year, two and a half years? Nobody. It's a notice to appear, $200 fine, go home and enjoy your life. Here's the next segment from 60 Minutes. J6 protester Ray Epps says during the insurrection, he tried to keep the peace. Play it for me. Ray Epps was never seen committing an act of violence that day or entering the Capitol. Epps told us when he saw the violence, his fervor to enter the building became a desire to play peacemaker. 
They're not the enemy. Appreciate you guys. And police body cam video backs him up. I thought I could stop it. So I went back and forth. I talked people down and worked the line back and forth. Step down, step down. We're good here. That kind of thing. And I kept it that way for quite some time. Take a step back. We're holding ground. We're not trying to get people hurt. They don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get hurt. Back up. Epps says he left the Capitol grounds to help evacuate an injured man. The time, 2.54 p.m. I looked back at the Capitol, and there was people crawling up the Capitol walls, and it looked like it looked terrible. I mean, I, I was kind of ashamed of what, what was going on at that point. So I, I started to walk out. He told us that's when he sent this text to his nephew. Conspiracists saw it as the true confession of an agent provocateur. I was in front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. Explain this to me. I was boasting to my nephew. I helped get people there. I, I was directing people to the Capitol that morning. You know how this sounds. I know exactly how it sounds. I've been scolded by my wife for using that word. I shouldn't have used that word. When you add up all of these things, as your critics have done, you've given them a lot of ammunition to paint you as this instigator. There was an effort to make me the scapegoat. Now, what we are doing here, just so everybody knows, is the 60-minute clips are running ahead of our clips, those Benjamin Report clips, and I'm putting them so you can see the comparison between Goebbels' media and reality, where you have Ray Epps on 60 Minutes with his beard, and now he looks all grandfatherly, saying not not in his military garb on 1-6, telling people, let's go breach the Capitol twice, and then point people to the Capitol, and then actually breach the Capitol. And you're like, well, he didn't enter into it. He breathed. He was part. If that, if that line of fencing, which is bike racks, wouldn't have come down, most of the people in the D.C. Metro jail right now for insurrection, and they're not being charged with insurrection, but various misdemeanor, major, majorly mis, uh, misdemeanor charges or third-degree felony charges, minor charges that nobody would ever spend more than a month in jail for, they've been in the jail for two years and three months. But you have Ray Epps, right there doing the initial breach that was the first breach and he says and he says on there i thought i could stop it you're the one who instigated it and you confessed that you did and he's not charged where's that i just again where's adam kinzinger's uh, tears all right he 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 didn't even bother to run because he knew he'd be blown out in any election he ever attempts to be elected again as a republican but where are all the, where's Liz Cheney? Why is she calling out and saying, what, what, I mean, why is it that they didn't even bring Ray Epps in for, they, oh yeah, they did bring him in for a private interview. I mean, how, how, I mean, the bravado of these people, the audacity of these people. And the problem is, is everybody's afraid of, of leftists. Because if I dare stand up and say, you guys are Pravda media. You guys are, you guys are, are the, you know, the modern version of the KGB installed inside of the United States of America. Well, then I'm going to be called a conspiracy. Who cares if a baby butcherer, 
a baby butchering, penis lopping off, breast lopping off, testicle lopping off moron calls you a conspiracy theory theorist, that means you're telling the truth. Because if a, if a, if a convoluted schizophrenic tells you that you're crazy, that means you're sane. Uh, he goes, I tried to stop it. He was there at the initial breach and then breached. Why has he not been charged with trespassing? There were signs on the bike rack, no trespassing. He was part of knocking over those bike racks. And then, and you notice he stood back and my producer Aaron brought this up. We were watching it as you have Ray Epps go up and down the line there saying, we don't want any violence. Now this is for possible deniability. It's what they always do. Nobody forced you to take a vaccine. I would lose my job if I didn't take it. Nobody forced you. It's just plausible deniability. I'll starve to death if I can take it, if, if, you, if I don't take it. No, nobody's forcing you. I mean, the threat of death is not forcing me. And by the way, people did get forced by force to take it. We have video. But I thought I could stop it. And then his actual verbiage is, I orchestrate it and he doesn't get charged. So Tom, what are you saying? I don't know who he is. But other people do. And other people can find out. I pastor a church right here in Northport, Florida called Foundation Church. I don't have the ability to find out who Ray Epps is. Republicans do. Why is he not subpoenaed already? He needs to be so well, because it might be a threat to threat to you know a threat to his uh you know it might be a threat to his to his health, a threat to his to his body, whatever. It might be a threat to him. <laughs> protect him and bring him in you got 2700 cops on capitol hill i think they can protect ray epps 2700 cops i know i say this all the time but i just have to show you the difference between you and how important you are and how important republicans and democrats are to themselves 2700 2700 cops the capitol hill police u.s u.s capitol police uscp 2,700 cops are a two-square-mile area. All of Detroit has 900 cops. All of Detroit has 900 cops, basically a third of what they have. For all of Detroit, Seattle the same, eight to 900 cops for all of the city of Seattle. But for Capitol Hill, for two square, for two square miles, they have 2,700 cops, and they can't, A, protect the Capitol, on 1-6, easily could have protected the Capitol. They, they, they took down their fences. They opened the doors because this was an orchestrated event. We had the FBI refusing to acknowledge whether or not they had paid informants or assets inside of the Capitol prior to the breach with MAGA gear on. So it's just unbelievable. He needs to be brought in now, not tomorrow, now. And they have, by the way, and we're like, so who does he work for? No, but listen, do you know the myriad of agencies that he could be working for, or NGOs? They always do this. They, you know, you'll have an Anthony Fauci said, I did not, I did not, I did not fund gain-of-function research. No, he gave the money to Peter Daszak, and Peter Daszak funded gain-of-function research through the Equal Health Alliance. Alvin Bragg did not get any money from George Soros. No, George Soros gave it to Act Blue, who gave it to Alvin Bragg. How these people work? All right, here's another piece from 60 Minutes. He's obsessed with me, Ray Epps says about Tucker Carlson. Play it for me. Who is Ray Epps? That question has animated Fox News host Tucker Carlson for nearly two years. Ray Epps? 
He's on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol. Carlson has focused on Epps more than 20 times on his top-rated show, a half-dozen times so far this year. He's obsessed with me. He's going to any means possible to destroy my life and our lives. Why? To shift blame on somebody else. If you look at it, Fox News, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, Gates, they're all telling us before this thing that it was stolen. So you tell me, who has more impact on people, them or me? Epps, once a loyal Fox News watcher, told us he doesn't understand how he got cast as the villain. The Epps version is more mundane. They believed the 2020 election had been stolen from Donald Trump and considered January 6th a legitimate protest. It was a sloppy election. And then to top that off, you have talking heads reporting that there's problems with the voting machines and different things like that. The election's stolen. So, yeah, we had concerns. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to witness this with my own eyes. So, again, you can, you can just tell he has the characteristics of an operative. He is now espousing the viewpoints of the political side of the aisle that he's now against. So he is saying, you know, we were told that there was, was a fraudulent election, that there was problems with the machines. So now he's mocking that and saying that was never true. So now he has come, he's come to the left version of Jesus, which is, which is Satan. And, they, they, and he's saying, you know what, now, you know, now we know it's not true. So he is, he's qualified for a 60 Minutes interview now. And he's wondering, how was he ever cast as a villain? Because you were telling people to breach the Capitol, moron, and nobody else did that but you. The people that are in the D.C. gulag right now didn't do that. You did. And you were there whispering in the ear of the man who knocked down the first gate, which was the initial breach. And you were part of the initial breach. And you're on video trespassing. That's how you were cast as the villain. All right, go to the last one here. One last segment from, um, it's an ES video, but it's actually merged with some other good stuff. It's just a little, one part of it's redundant, the rest of it's new. Play it for me. I was in front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. Explain this to me. I was boasting to my nephew. I helped get people there. I, I was directing people to the Capitol that morning. You know how this sounds. I know exactly how it sounds. I've been scolded by my wife for using that word. I shouldn't have used that word. When you add up all of these things, as your critics have done, you've given them a lot of ammunition to paint you as this instigator. There was an effort to make me the scapegoat. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal. We do have people who submit pieces to other two American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of uh, getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into an executive session. Uh, at CBS, uh, we uh, 
had been contacted by the CIA. As a matter of fact, by the time I became the head of the whole news and public affairs operation in 1954, the ships had been established, and I was told about them and asked if I'd carry on with them. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the national news services, AP and UPI. Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. I think it was entirely in order for our correspondents at that time uh, to make use of uh, CIA agent ch uh, chiefs uh, of station and other members of the executive staff of CIA as sources of information which were useful in their assessments of world conditions. is actually a good segue right here and, and who does ray epps work for if anyone we don't know there's a myriad of federal agencies cia included department of justice fbi who atf who knows as we're as well as a myriad of ngos that work for a myriad of federal agencies of which they can funnel money through like they do at the border so who knows who he worked for if anyone but bottom line is why has he not been criminally charged when he is trespassing on video where he is part of cops being knocked over on video when he is part of the initial breach into the capitol on video nothing not one thing and you saw in the video that's been going on forever from the night that was from the 1970s all the way up to the fbi infiltrating twitter facebook and google suppressing the hunter biden laptop story as well as suppressing anti-vax messages why would the fbi be suppressing anti-vax messages what does that have to do with law enforcement it has nothing to do with law enforcement it has to do with their true job which is to be the goebbels gestapo for the leftist narrative so using that as a segue let's go into vaccines canico the great video just some earth shattering stuff this is Robert Kennedy Jr. now running for the Democratic Party nomination for president. Robert Kennedy Jr. talking to Jimmy Dore. They took, they took the money that Cheney gave them from the Patriot, $2.2 million, and they funneled it through the NIH, and it all went through Anthony Fauci. Play it for me. Pentagon was very worried about actually launching a full-blown bioweapons arms race. Because they said nobody, you know, this is very sketchy. The Patriot Act, you know, exemptions are very sketchy and people don't even know about it. And so they didn't want to do it. So they took the money that Cheney gave them, $2.2 billion, and they funneled it through NIH. And it all went through Anthony Fauci. So beginning in 2002, Anthony Fauci got a 68% raise from the Pentagon for doing bioweapons development. And he got a raise of billions of dollars a year to do it. And then he started building, doing, that's when they started doing all this gain of function. And then in 2014, three of those bugs escaped 
in high-profile escapes from different labs in the United States. Fauci built all these new labs at BU at Galveston to do the to do his shenanigans. And so four or three of the bugs escaped and they, they received publicity in a small box and a lot of really bad things. And then Congress held hearings on it. Everybody was angry. These bugs escaped and 300 scientists, top scientists, sent letters to Obama saying you've got to shut down Anthony Fauci because he's going to create a pandemic. And so Obama ordered a moratorium. And at that time, Fauci had 18 different uh, gain-of-function experiments he was doing around the United States. But uh, Obama ordered him to shut them all down, but he didn't. He instead moved his stuff offshore to Wuhan, where he could do it out of sight of these 300 scientists and nosy White House officials who were trying to shut him down. And they continued to do it with Ralph Barrick, the same people he was funding here, Ralph Barrick and Peter Daszak, and they moved their operations to the Wuhan lab. So when I'm telling you that it's all a lie, I mean, listen, Republicans and Democrats, Republicans kowtow to lies and the Democrats espouse lies. That's the country we live in with notable exceptions only on the Republican side. No exceptions on the left. They are all bold-faced liars. You're like, well, RFK's on the left. RFK is not on the left. He's a liberal. And listen, he's listen. He's pro-abortion. And I, and I would totally get, but he's a classic liberal. We can work with classic liberals. You cannot work with leftist totalitarians. So here's the thing. Let's, let's just make sure everybody has the facts here. So starting with the Patriot Act under the Bush administration, Anthony Fauci receives $2.2 billion, 68% raise from the Pentagon for doing bioweapons development. Now, as I've been espousing here, improving using video footage, COVID was never a biomedical response. It was a DOD response which enabled them to bypass all regulations to get to the vaccine, i.e. to get to the vaccine passport. DOD respond, Tom, I don't want to believe that because I'm all in for the military. Listen, you're all in for the classic military. Not Mark Milley's military. Not Lloyd Austin's military. Mark Milley was in the military. Was, was, a, was either the, the, he was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs under Trump. This, this is a corrupt, baby-butchering, libtard, a WEF monstrosity, as is Lloyd Austin. So we see Anthony, this, and again, just setting this up, this was a DOD response, and the DOD was funneling the money to Anthony Fauci starting 21 years ago, billions of dollars for development of bioweapons. In 2014, a mere nine years ago, Three of those bugs escaped from high profile uh, from uh, three, uh, three of those bugs escaped in high profile escapes from different labs inside the U.S. Congress, did you ever hear about that? Why, why didn't we hear about that? Wonder why? Everybody was angry. 300 scientists sent letters to Obama. So Obama ordered, they were very angry about it. They were actually saying, those 300 scientists were saying to Barack Hussein Obama, Anthony Fauci's going to cause a pandemic. You know, g- g- Nine years later, what happened? Anthony Fauci caused a pandemic doing gain-of-function research. And what does Anthony Fauci do? He orchestrates, i.e., the Biden administration and Anthony Blinken, uh, a myriad 
of scientists and doctors to go on the Lancet and say uh, this was a naturally occurring virus. When nine years ago, 300 scientists came forward and said, this man is going to cause an outbreak using gain-of-function research. And again, I just want to make sure everybody understands something because you'll hear the opposite from the left. Oh, this is for the development of vaccinations. Oh, yeah? Well, let's add, let's add up how many vaccinations that gain-of-function research has ever actually uh, amounted to. How many, how many vaccinations, have effective vaccinations have ever come as a result of gain-of-function research? Oh, let me see. Let me add them up here. Let me get a pen out. Let me, no, I don't need a pen. Zero. Zero. They've never cured anything. There's never been a vaccination uh, created by Anthony Fauci. He's never cured anything. Anthony Fauci's been in public office. And just so everybody knows, he's not retired. He's still being paid by the federal government. He's probably double dipping in getting his retirement along with full security from the federal government and is still receiving a paycheck from the federal government that is not his retirement because he knows too much. He's been developing, and again, Anthony Fauci receiving $2.2 billion in 2002, finally gets, gets closed down in 2014 by Hussein Obama, and then nine years later, we have the COVID outbreak as a result of, of gain-of-function research that he was, well, he was financing. So Obama ordered a moratorium. At that time, Fauci had 18 different gain-of-function experiments he was doing around the U.S. He instead moved his, his, his stuff offshore to Wuhan, where he could do it out of the sight of 300 scientists and nosy White House officials. And of course, then he funneled it through Ralph Barrick, the Bat Lady, and Equal Health Alliance, and Peter Dasek. That's what happened. And that's why, and again, so he's receiving all this money through DOD funding and the entire COVID response starting in 2020 was a DOD response. Were you told that by anybody? That it was a DOD response, which means all the regulatory actions that have to take place for the dispensation of vaccinations were all waived. Nothing had to meet the three-letter word, even though they told you the three-letter word, safe and effective. Them having to prove that it was safe and effective was waived. Them having to prove that it stopped transmission and infection was waived. You can find that testimony. It was done at the European Union, like how they meet as a Congress of the European Union, where the official asked the Pfizer executive, did you guys even test it for transmission and infection stoppage? No. And what did, what did Anthony Fauci tell you? That it stopped transmission infection. Rochelle Walensky, uh, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, Francis Collins, stopped transmission and infection. Never even tested for that because there's a DOD response. They didn't have to test it. Now here's the next, just moving on. Pelham video. I could spend the next, I honestly could spend the next four hours straight yelling about this being a DOD response. And I can prove it all to you. It's an absolute truth. Notice how nobody's being sued for espousing this a DOD response. You know why? Because there's a paper trial and it's a DOD response. This was orchestrated. Pfizer was actually, here I go. See, I'm, I need to get off of this. Help me, help me. But Pfizer was actually controlled by the DOD and, and they used BioNTech. This is all, this all, Pfizer was in cooperation with the DOD from the start, that's why you had Trump come out. And you're like, do you, what do you hate Trump? No, I love Trump. I'm voting for Trump. I'm just telling you what happened. Trump screwed up with five. The reason why Trump's not president, the reason why we're not enjoying Donald Trump's seventh year as president right now is because of his response to COVID by turning it over 
to a bunch of globalists, bourgeois, leftist elitists, Mark Milley being one of them, and Anthony Fauci being another, Deborah Burks being another, and, uh, Francis Collins, it's, it's just a, a fake Christian, bourgeois, leftist, hypocrite hack. But that's what, that, that is why you saw what you saw. Wonder why there's no more safety protocol. They were all waved because it's a DOD response. As long as it's a DOD response, a response to a bioweapons attack. Not not a bio, not a biomedical emergency. They don't get it's 15 years for the vax then, which is what it should have been. And we'd have all these people still alive right now. They all just need to be treated prophylactically with zinc and with hydroxychloroquine and with ivermectin and monoclonal therapies. All those people be alive. 80 something percent higher survival rate using that than ventilators and remdesivir and vaccines. All of which are to the profit of the very people orchestrating the problem. Again, that's what the leftist does. That's what, that's what the globalist leftists do. They're totalitarians. They're not liberals. They use liberalism to usher in totalitarianism. They create a problem, they either create the problem out of thin air or just make one up and then offer you their, their solutions to the problems that they espouse and that they cause that most often don't exist at all. And if they do exist at all, it's to a very marginal level that don't need any sort of solution, i.e. climate change, which climate change doesn't exist at all, just so you know. All right, Pelham video. Here's what the World Health Organization, which by the way, Joe Biden has ceded all of our medical sovereignty to the World Health Organization. At any day now, they can say, you know what? We have deemed, we have henceforth decreed that inside the United States right now, there is a, a medical emergency. We sent one of our operatives over there, one of our brown shirt Gestapos for the World Health Organization. You know, like, you know, what Barack Hussein Obama wanted his global core with their brown outfits on. We went over there with a, with an air meter and we, you know, let's see here. Now, oh yeah, there's a lot of CO2 in the air. Lockdown! There ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, you know, we, we'll stand. Yeah, we'll stand. You and I, the people, the 482 people that are watching, yes, we will stand. Just like we stood the last time. And, every, and we have been completely exonerated. We are 100% right. But our, but our medical sovereignty, now we're federalists, so we can go state by state and we can fight it. This is what we need to do on all of what Obama tries to legislate. But here's what the World Health Organization wants to do. The World Health Organization, Pelham video, has advertised it will have 500 vaccines ready for injection. That's per person. By 2030, 2030, oh weird, weird. I pull back from my chair, weird. 2030? Oh, I thought, well, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there, wasn't there a 2030 plan out there? Yeah, 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 and my producer, Aaron, goes, there's a specific agenda called the 2030 agenda. So by 2030, you will have 500 vaccines. Or you will not be able to do what? Buy, sell, trade, travel. I wonder if that'll lead to a mark on your forehead or on your right hand. Hmm, strange, isn't it? Here's the agenda. Play it for me, Heather. From the next week is, is apparently International Immunization Week, according to the WHO. Um, and uh, and and they are advertising the fact on their posters that they have they're going to have 500 vaccines for all sorts of conditions by um, by 2030. So they clearly see health 
as just a series of 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 injections from birth to death you know 500 <laughs> you have to you know if it wasn't so so uh frightening you have to laugh because what a way of thinking about health you know i think we have to call the world health organization the world vaccine organization um or the world harm organization i've heard someone else coin but um you know this the, the, it's it's clear madness it's monopoly madness and uh, we need to um once we we establish that it's a, mon- a monopoly problem uh, i think um we can find some solutions it's official aaron and i have because we were thinking the same thing at the same time we have renamed the world health health organization the world health organization and so they want you to have 500 vaccinations will they will they which they will use if you don't get them, oh, you know, I never saw a problem. Why? Why is everybody so upset about about us wearing masks? Well, look at we are. Look where we are now. Stupid. Five hundred vaccinations. You all you all you Christian COVID cavers. Are you all right with five hundred injections going into your children? Remember how virtuous you were because you stood six feet apart, closed your churches down, and pimped and hoard vaccinations, pimped and hoard vaccines from your bully pulpits? Made, made your churches vaccine whore and pimp temples? So are you good? You love those vaccines that do absolutely nothing but harm people. So how are you good with 500 of them now? Line up like freaking cattle, baby. 500 vaccinations from the World Health Organization. Line up. And you know, you know what? And you know what? As soon as you get your 500th one, you get your mark on your forehead or on your right hand. Oh, Tom, that's hyperbolic. Do you ever read your Bible? COVID, caving, Christian. You ever read it? Your endless capitulation is what uh, what ushers in beast, beast one and beast two. You are an usher, just like the vaccine. The vaccine is just an usher for everything horrible in your body. Just usher. It, it turns your body. The vaccine turns your body. It your, turns your immune system into an usher instead of a warrior. It's called antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. And they want to put 500 of them in you. Starting from the moment of birth. How many dead babies are we going to have there? These are from the people who want to lower the Earth's population. Vigilant Fox video, it's titled Hot Lots Bombshell Study, finds four point, this Peter McCullough, 4.2% of batches accounted for 71% of suspected adverse events. Play for me. We now have peer-reviewed published data by Schmeling and colleagues mm. from Denmark, uh, basically a bombshell study. They found that... of the batches of the doses that were dosed out of that batch accounted for skyrocketing serious adverse events, hospitalization, and death. Uh, That was 4.2%, in a sense, really bad batches. Mm. There was about two-thirds of batches that were moderate, pretty pretty, uh, low-risk, moderate, and then, interestingly, a third, zero. There was basically that line didn't come off. They took a shot, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Now listen to this. The statistical uh, I knew it. The statistical factor to look at is what's called the R squared. The R square in a scatter plot regression line analysis is the variation explained. Okay. And I can tell you in my work, we'll see 20% of the variation explained, 30%. And that's a typical R squared. The R squared for these lines was 70, 80, 90%, meaning 
that it was the shot, not any other factor, not patient demographics, baseline characteristics, age or other things. It was the shot that was determining, was deterministic for who's going to have a serious event. See, that, that may be something that you're wondering about. Why do some people appear to have no adverse effects, other people drop dead from it? It's all about the batches, which were regulated by the DOD, which, you know how they regulated the amount of S-spike protein in each batch, each vial of vaccine? You know how they regulated it? By not regulating it. Nobody knows how many S-spike proteins are actually being in- injected into each individual. Nobody has any idea. Don't you think that if you're going to be somebody who follows the science, you ought to know exactly how many S-spike proteins are actually being attached to your ACE receptors? Nobody, nobody, not one person looked into this. The very people, FDA, NIH, CDC, safe and effective, safe and effective, stop transmission and infection, safe and effective. They didn't even know how many, how many S-spike proteins were in each vial of vaccine. Nobody regulated it. Not a soul. Not a soul. Go to the next one for me, Heather. Number of ambulance call-outs. This is, a, this is from the NIH, the, not the NIH, the NHS from the UK. I want you to see this. If you can't make out the numbers, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what they are. Now, basically what we're doing here, left to right, we're starting in 2023 going left, I mean 2021 going to 2022, going left to right. Well, starting from 2022 on the left, going right to 2021 because it's just the first three months of of 2022 they're the orange lines look at how it's gone up the orange lines are are ambulance call-outs number of ambulance call-outs for for conditions illnesses related to heart to the heart among people under the age of 30 by month and year now the tallest lines the if you go january february and march of 2022 look how high they are now they, they, they've stopped releasing this data. You wonder, where's the newest stuff? They've stopped releasing it for some, no, for some unknown reason. And look at the line. So now after you get past where the, or, the tall orange lines are, they switched to red. That's April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December of 2021. Look at those adverse effects. That The red is, is, is how far it is above the prior years. That's for heart conditions for people under the age of 30. You know what we call this on the TLP? Facts. That's the truth. Go to the next one for me. NHL football player. He's dead. Ex-NHL. He must be old player. Raymond Sawada. Dead at 38 after suffering heart attack on the ice. So this. uh, Now. How does Peter McAuliffe describe it? Robert Malone, describe it. Simone Gold, uh, uh, describe it. Ryan Cole, describe it. How do they describe myocarditis deaths? You are absolutely fine. You feel fine walking around, but it's an electrocardio problem that happens at mass exertion. That's why from 1970 to 2022, 52 years, from 1970 to to 2020, they had 1,300 athletes in 50 years drop dead on the field. And in the, in the next two years, 2021 and 2022, you had 1,700. So 1,700 in two years versus 1,300 in the prior 50 years. Hmm, what was the change? Strange, isn't it? What a coincidence. Go to the next one. And it's not just heart conditions. 
Break, oh, that's not the next one. Go to Ethical Skeptic. Got that one? There you go. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It may have been me. I may have screwed it up, but just in case, that's the order I have. All right, cancel mortality update, week uh, 14. Now, here's, here's modern ones for you, 2023. Cancer, uh, UCOD, up 3.1%. Up 3.1%. Cancer, up 6.1%. Zero to 54 cancers, up 19.9%. Cancer treatments, up 11%. That's in the first 14 weeks of 2023. Now, what is that up from? Mass cancer uptick last year. So you think we'd be going down? No, but everyone, listen, the vaccine, the vaccine side effects start at the moment that you take them. Hopefully you got a good batch if you're vaccinated. And if you are vaccinated, you need to be prayed over. We're going to do that before we leave. If you're vaccinated, be ready to pray. Because you need that out of your body. It's time for you to come to the real Jesus and get that out of your body. I'm not the real Jesus, but I pray in his name. Therefore, I have all of his things. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. I have every heavenly gift in Christ Jesus, just like every Christian does. All right, let's go to the next one. Now, this one here is startling. Now, this one should be uh, William Mackis. You got it? Good. Uh, uh, 44-year-old Canadian doctor. This is shocking. This is shocking stuff. I want you to, you got to get this. Under, I want everyone to hear these numbers. It's vitally important that you hear these numbers. 44, now this is William Mackis, MD. This isn't Tom Lipley, retired law enforcement preacher. 44-year-old Canadian doctor Shannon Corbett, OBGYN, fertility specialist in Ontario, died suddenly of a heart attack while on vacation. Now, if you are sick, do you go on vacation to Nassau, Bahamas? So she feels fine and now is dead suddenly. Everybody ignores it. So funny. It's not funny for the, for the people who have been harmed or have died. But it's funny to watch the people on social media who are on the left who are vaccinated, who are now scared to death because they know that they have the same vaccination. So now they've got to justify the vaccination. But look, it does happen all the time. They do not happen all the time. What I'm about to read to you that you probably already read doesn't happen all the time. It's right there. She is the 150th Canadian doctor who has died suddenly since the Pfizer, Moderna, mRNA rollout. 150, tell me how leftist vaccine whore and pimp vaccine supporter, tell me how that's normal. Espouse to me how the number one cause of death in Alberta, Canada is unknown. The number one cause of death in Australia is unknown. Tell me, give me your statistical data, give me your reasoning of how a 17% increase in excess mortality in Australia is normal. And a, an increase of 19% uh, in cancer rates for those under the age of 54 is normal. Come on, tell me. What, what caused it? Global warming, I assume? 150 doctors in two years and three months have died suddenly. Canadian doctors have died suddenly. You already got 40,000 Canadians that traverse the northern border border every year to get medical care inside of the United States. And, and now they're missing 150 doctors. 150 doctors. Go to the next one for me. Very soon, Dr. Robert Mullen, I rarely put up uh, graphics like this, but I just, it was too poignant not to put up. Very soon, there will be hundreds of health officials saying, it was your choice 
No one made you take it. Go right to the next one for me, guys. Play that Chief Nerd video for me. New Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, rewrites history. Play it for me. Misinformation and disinformation is carrying people to believe things that are untrue. And vaccinations is a perfect example of it. Like any modern bit of medical advancements, there are potential side effects in vaccinations. And there you know, are people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations on the billions of people who've been vaccinated against COVID over the past few years. But there are far more people who obviously have died due to COVID, died from not getting vaccinated. And the idea that people can fly in the face of science, well, individuals are allowed to make their own choices. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. Sleed, since the Spanish flu, my responsibility was to keep as many Canadians alive as possible. And all of the scientists and the medical experts and the researchers, not just in Canada, but around the world, understood that vaccination was going to be the way through this. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage. You deserve better. You deserve a government that's gonna to continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't wanna get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. We're paying for the provincial vaccine passports to make sure that when someone comes into a restaurant, they'll know they won't be sitting beside a table of people who are unvaccinated. When you go into a gym, when you go to a movie theater, you need to know that if you've done the right things, you get to be safe. You get to be rewarded for having done the right things. That's what it's all about. And those people who still hesitate, who still resist, well, they won't get to enjoy the same things that those who've done their part for others. It seems like a very logical thing. It seems like a very obvious thing. Christia has outlined what the mandatory vaccination that's in place immediately for federal employees will look like. The bottom line, proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month for all federal employees. And by mid-November, enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is. I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions or having to be restricted. As people get vaccinated, as Canadians have gotten vaccinated, we've been able to get through things. And this team is gonna stay focused on doing exactly that. Right now, the best thing each of us can do to prevent a resurgence of COVID-19 as winter approaches is to make sure you get up to date in your uh, vaccinations with the new formulations coming out that'll keep us even safer and that'll mean that we won't need to uh, take further steps uh, hopefully uh, if everyone gets vaccinated of course justin trudeau is the perfect example and here's what this is what those videos were all about very soon there will be hundreds of health officials saying it was your choice 
No one made you take it. And I just played you a myriad of videos. And of course, there's way more. And I could have let him play a lot longer where he is mandating and forcing people to take the vaccination or you will lose your job. You will not be able to buy food. You will not, you will not be able to get on a plane. You will not be able to get on a bus. You will not be able to get on a train. You will not be able to tra- be able to get transportation to your job. Therefore, you will and your family will starve to death. But nobody made you take it. Nobody came to your house and picked you down and made you take it but they made you take it or else you would lose everything you've ever worked for but then they will come back later and now, and by the way all of their vaccine mandates are now off for now but they're of course they're probably still under a state of emergency so they can bring them back they can bring back their totalitarian measures anytime they want but this is what you're going to see just like Joe Biden will eventually come out and say, when, when, the, when, when the death count is way too high and the, and the injury count is way too high from, for these people to hide any longer, they'll come out and say, nobody ever forced you to take it even after they forced you to take it. If you're vaccinated, put your hand, whatever screen you have, put your hand on the screen. I want to pray for you before we go. Go ahead. I know you may sound stupid to you, but whatever screen, that you're, whatever screen you're watching this on, if you want that vaccine out of your body, Let's pray it out of your body right now in Jesus' name. For all those who put their hand on that screen, I pray over them now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you in the mighty, powerful, all-consuming name of Jesus to leach that vaccine out of their body through the power of the Holy Ghost and through that same power, I ask you to heal any and all damage caused by that vaccine so it's out of their body And all damage is healed right now in Jesus' name. Done. Done. That's when you are unvaccinated. You are safe. Stand in faith. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 8.30, full 90 minutes of fury. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, was I, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirm to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.